Hi again, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Vondran Legal Hour. Attorney Steve Vondran here. We are talking about photo infringement today, and this deals with that problem of getting that infringement letter. Say you're a webmaster or you're a company and somebody sends you a letter, it could be a law firm, and it says you have you have one of my copyrighted photos on your website and I want two grand for it or I want four grand for it or so forth and so on or you've got 20 pictures and I want 20 grand. You know, so it could be anything, but basically when you get these infringement letters to a lot of people, they're shocking. They go like, wow, they want this much money. What can I do? What are my options? So I decided to put together a blog and a basically what I consider to be my top 10 tips for dealing with these photo or digital image infringement notices, these cease and desist letters or however else they're framed. It could be a threat to sue you. So at any rate, here are my top things to consider if you get a photo infringement letter. Number one, make sure the company that you're dealing with is real. I mean, you know, there's lots of scams out there, and I get a lot of clients that in a variety of different infringement cases that we handle, we do software infringement, we do photo infringement, illegal movie downloads, but a lot of people think, Wow, that's like this letter looks fake. Is it is this even real? I mean, does somebody really want this kind of money for this kind of um, thing? And you know, sometimes people will say, oftentimes, you know, I thought this image was was available on Google. I didn't think there was a problem with it. But you know, the first thing you want to do, tip one, make sure the company is real. Nothing would be worse than you saying, you know, I want to get this case settled. I'll pay a thousand bucks and let's be done with it. But you don't want to pay some fake company in Nigeria, for example. If you don't know, give us a call. We can help you make that determination. Tip one. Number two, make sure the company you are dealing with, sometimes you're dealing with representatives. You want to make sure that they actually represent a company. This sort of ties in with number one, but you know, there's the copyright holder, and then there's the person who's coming forward saying, I represent the copyright holder. And we've seen times when it's a law firm, we've seen times when it's some rights enforcement agency, some artists' rights enforcement agency. And you want to make sure if you're going to settle your case with them and you're going to be negotiating out a deal, make sure that they have the the actual authority to represent the digital image owner. Ask them to see a power of attorney, something showing that they have the right to collect money on the right holder's behalf. Okay, so there's one and two for you. Tip three, consider immediately taking down any infringement photos off your website. So if you get a letter and you look it up and you find out it's legitimate and you say, man, this looks real and, you know, gosh, it was my webmaster or I wasn't thinking or I didn't know and they're giving you a cease and desist demand, I would go ahead and probably follow that unless you believe you have some type of fair use defense or other defense. Maybe you have a license agreement. You believe you have a license agreement. That would be one. But, you know, I would take it down because what happens is if you end up going into court, you have a really aggressive plaintiff and they say, you know what, I'm, I'm getting three grand for this image or I'm going to court because copyright infringement damages are up to $150,000 if I I can show willful infringement, you know, I'm going to take them to court if I don't get the three grand. Well, showing that you took 
that off your website, it's going to be a nice mitigating factor for you to tell the judge, judge, look, I mean, you know, I got this letter, I reviewed the claim, you know, it was an honest mistake, and I immediately took the photo down. That's going to be something that hopefully the judge would consider in ruling on on damages. If you have innocent copyright infringement, your damages may be as low as $200. So, you know, that's an important tip, number three. Moving on to number four, consider the defense of hiring a third party to post the photos, what I might call the webmaster defense. So there are cases where you have a webmaster that's handling your web presence, your blogs, your social media networks, your LinkedIn, your Facebook, your YouTube. So, you know, um, you want to, you know, make sure that if it's your webmaster that did it, you know, this may be something that needs to be brought up during negotiations. You may not want to name any names because you may like your webmaster and want to keep your webmaster, but you may have in your contract with your webmaster, hopefully you have some sort of indemnification clause so that anything that the webmaster is doing wrong, if it leads to damages, say you end up paying a $2,000 or you know, $1,000 settlement, you know, that you could seek to recover that from your webmaster and hopefully your webmaster's learning something from this because you don't want webmasters that are out there, you know, using images they find on the internet, not making sure that they're copyrighted. Me, myself... I mean, I use the I used to use Photolia, which is now Adobe, but you know, I make sure that I'm licensing all the photos that I use. And yes, there's a bill that goes with it, but you know, I sleep good at night, and you don't have to worry about getting copyright infringement letters. So make sure, examine whether there may be a webmaster defense. I didn't do it. I'm innocent. The webmaster is the real party here. You don't want to sue everybody, do you? Um, and thinking about indemnification. So there's my first four. Tips. Moving on to number five. Um, what I would do is, you know, if you have a copyright holder that says, you know, I want $2,500 for this picture of a hammer, and you say, wow, it's just a picture of a darn hammer. Like, why would you? It's crazy. I, you know, why would I pay that? And they say, well, you know, we license this, we normally license this photo for $1,400 a year, $1,500 a year, and there's an infringement value on it or something. You've been using it on your website for three years. We want, we want X amount of dollars. I say, look, I took the photo off. I want to see, you know, it's, you know, show me your licensing history. If it's really worth that kind of money, show me a two-year licensing history. Show me that you've been licensing at that price. You know, if it has been, fine. You know, I guess maybe maybe I'm kind of stuck. But, you know, if you're making up a price or you're licensing a photo for $2,000 and you've never even licensed it once in, once in five years, you know, it's not really a credible claim. And that's something, if it does go to court... You know, if they do want to file a lawsuit, I say, Judge, I took the photo down. I mean, I asked for a licensing history. They wouldn't give it to me. I mean, they can't prove that this thing is. So you see where I'm going with this. You're always trying to build in your defenses and mitigating factors. So that's number five request. And I would request a three-year licensing history. Show me a history of the last three years. Okay. Number six. 
Um, I would always request to see proof that the images were copyrighted with the U.S. Copyright Office. Now, it's important to bear in mind that in copyright law, it's a very unique area of law. Um, as I tell people, if your kids draw a photo or your kids do a crayon drawing and they, they draw a picture and color it in, technically, under the United States copyright laws, that is subject to copyright protection. You don't even have to register it. So um, it's a unique area of the law. However, registration of the copyright is a prerequisite to filing a federal court lawsuit. So I would ask to see the registration and say, you know, did you actually register this? Was this picture of a hammer? Was this really important enough that you actually went and registered it? Because if they didn't register it, you know, they may just be bluffing you, okay? They may not actually want to file a lawsuit. And, you know, registering the copy with the United States Copyright Office, that would give them better rights because then they could seek statutory damages up to 150000 per infringing photo and their attorney fees. But if they're not registering their copyrights, um, they may not be looking at those types of damages. So that's a big deal. Ask to see the, the copyright registration. Look it up in the U.S. Copyright Office. Um, also, in dealing with compilations, sometimes you deal with photographers that, or you know, musicians, artists, um, things like that, where they don't want to pay. They may, they may have 20, 20 photos, but they don't want to pay a, a uh, copyright filing fee for each, so they file it as a compilation, which you can do. But that compilation is usually deemed to be one infringing copyright. And so the max on that would be 150000 Not to say that's nothing, but you always want to know if you're dealing with a compilation or if they're telling you, well, I got 20 photos, you're liable for 20 infringements. I say, well, let's see the registration. Let's look it up. And so that's one of the things you want to keep an eye on. So that's number six. Number seven, if, you, if, if your use is personal, Okay, if it's non-commercial, let me give you an example. You um, have fun on Facebook, you have fun on Twitter, but you're not making money. It's just you as a person, um, an individual. It's not a commercial use. You're you're posting it and say, oh, uh, you know, having fun with my hammer today. And you, you put the picture of the hammer up there. You may have a fair use defense, okay? And this is really important. This, to me, is often overlooked. And fair use defense is pretty basic. Um, it's a four-factor test. But in essence, this, this, you know, the way I look at it is if you're not using somebody's photo or digital image, illustration, vector, or whatever, if you're not using that for commercial purposes and you're just using it for personal fun, you may be, ar- be able to argue judge. I took the photo down. You know, go go through my my te- my list here. I took the photo down. Um, they haven't really licensed the image, and you know, look, I put it up on my Facebook, and I got three likes on my on my Facebook. It's not that big of a deal. So, and judge, this is a fair use under the United States copyright laws. This is a fair use, and you can go through the four factor test. So, we have some information out on the fair use doctrine. You can check that out, but recall, remember that that defense is available. Copyright holders hate it because they don't think it's something that applies to them, and you know. But it is something to bear in mind. That's number seven on my top ten top ten takeaways when you're dealing with a photo infringement letter. Um, all right, so moving on to number eight. 
Um, as I say, this is, deals with negotiations, and I think one of my, you know, one of my tips in, in negotiations is you don't want to just rush to pull out the checkbook. I mean, that's always to me that's always a a bad sign. And you know, if you have tons of money and you live in a mansion on the hill, then I guess maybe it's a different story. But for a lot of people, a lot of small businesses, they don't have you know, thousands of dollars to throw around for the use of a hammer on a website. So, you know, I always say take negotiations slow, start low, start very low, they're going to start high, you start low. And then what I what I say is you give up your ground begrudgingly. So you go slow. If you start out and say, I'm going to give you a hundred bucks, that's it. That's all I can afford. You know, maybe you bump it up to 150 a week or so later, maybe you bump it up to 200 in another week or so. So you, you don't just rush to the negotiation table unless you got tons of money. Okay. So something to consider, move up slowly in small increments and be patient and don't be afraid to put some time in between there. Usually a copyright holder is going to tell you, this is it, final offer, I'm suing you tomorrow. So if you don't feel that kind of pressure, you probably got a little more time um, to consider. And don't forget, um, <laughs> I'm going to add this as number 11, actually. But you need, what I always do when I get a copyright infringement letter is I go to the federal court PACER system and I look up the company that's trying to force me into a settlement to be a copyright bully or a copyright troll, as some people call them. And I look to see, do they actually file lawsuits? Because if they don't actually file lawsuits, I'm going to be even more patient because I doubt that they're going to do anything, like legitimately. I mean, usually it takes about, let's just pull a number out, about a thousand bucks um, maybe 1500 to get a lawsuit filed and served on a plaintiff, you know, I would make sure that they've actually been here and done the dance before. So I look them up on the federal court pacer system, and I have a video out on that. You can put Attorney Steve Federal Pacer, and I have a video on how you look up a copyright troll, okay, to find out if they've sued. So I'm going to add that as number 11, actually. I didn't know I had that. So, um, but yes, tip number eight, no need to rush it. Take your negotiation slow. Make sure you understand the factors above so you get a good grip on this. And um, number nine, in regards to settlements, um, you want to, you may be able to ask for payments. So a lot of people don't know that. You may be able to pay credit card. So you want to find out these things to see if that's something that you can do. Number 10, finally, number 10 on my final countdown is the confidential settlement release. You want to make sure, and this is why some people will pay our um, law firm, we charge a flat rate fee to get this settled and we can call, it depends on your case and what's what they're, what's going on and who you're dealing with. But, you know, you, you're typically are going to want to make sure you get a release, a copyright release, release of all claims, release of any officers and directors of your company. You want the release to be confidential. You don't want the copyright holder to go post a, a press release saying, ha ha, just settled another one with ABC Flower Company. And they had the picture of my hammer on their website and they're infringed my copyright. So you want to make sure that you're getting a proper 
terms of a release. Okay, without that, you could be paying somebody. They could be coming right back to get your get more money out of you in you know a couple months. So, those are my top ten tips. Um, review this twice if you're going through the this situation. If you need legal help, if you need an attorney to help you. Give us a call. We can structure a low flat rate fee to to try to make it affordable for you. In some cases, it's not. In some cases, I say you should just pay them instead of paying me. That's the way it goes. But if you need a consultation, give us a ring. You can find us on the web at attorneysteve.com. And that's it. This is not legal information or a substitute for legal advice. If you like this podcast, feel free, please, to share it on your social media networks, your Facebook, your Twitter, your LinkedIn, and say, Attorney Steve's got some great tips here, y'all. So anyway, I hope you all have a great day. That's it. I got to run, and we will talk again. Thanks a lot.